Well, it's great that you've been able to join us at Kings Online today. You're so, so welcome. And I'm going to continue in our Psalm series. And on this occasion, uh, I'm speaking from a famous, a very familiar Psalm, Psalm 23. And I've called this message, For You Are With Me. For You Are With Me. Uh, we were in the first or second week of uh, lockdown and uh, I don't know about you, I'm looking forward to hearing through the day uh, what the government says about the next phase. I'm hoping we'll get a little bit more freedom than we've had over the last uh, few weeks. But early into the lockdown, before Easter, I was up early one morning, I was sitting at our kitchen table, I had my Bible open and I was thinking and praying about what do we teach uh, in this season to the church. And I found myself drawn to Psalm 23. In all the uncertainty, I wanted to go to something that was familiar. And I found as I read Psalm 23, it fed my soul. And as I was at that point expecting, and we have sadly seen that the fact that we might walk through the shadow of the valley of death was on my mind and I found the comfort that, that God is with me, he's with us through this season. It satisfied and restored my soul and out of that came our psalm series which uh, I don't know about you, I've really enjoyed and I trust today that Psalm 23 will serve and help you. I read in the Times just last week a survey, a poll that was done of people in the UK that knew someone that had died of COVID-19. And it was a national poll. And to my surprise, it said that 86% of the nation didn't know anyone that had died of COVID-19. 86%, that is, that is tens of millions of people in the UK do not know of anyone that's died of COVID-19. Sadly, that is not our experience here at King's. It's not our experience in this part of London and in the community that we're a part of. Probably due to our location, our diversity and the age makeup of our church. We're not a young church, we're not an old church, but we have people represented from across all generations. We've experienced quite a lot of loss. In fact... I suspect, if not all of us, most of us would know someone who's lost someone, a friend, a work colleague, or a family member. Um, they might have lost someone, a family member that lived local, or in New York, or in the West Midlands. We uh, sadly know of people that have passed away. They've gone to be with the Lord, many elderly, but still the the, the closeness of it and the, the stark contrast to what I read in that poll of the nation, we have experienced, uh, we have experienced loss in so many differing ways. This is where this psalm brings such comfort to us in troubled times. Um, Mavis Stewart was in the church when we uh, moved to London 25 years ago. Uh, Mavis Grown up in Jamaica, she was a part of the Windrush generation. 
She came over post-war in 1954 to help the empire, to help rebuild after the Second World War. She was only 17. She was uh, one of eight children. She had six brothers and a sister. And she was nominated uh, to represent the family and to go. She came via boat, arrived in Southampton, just 17. She was the only one that went on to secondary education and as she had had that support, she was now in a place that she could go and come to London. And she did. She came to London and she, uh, well, she made quite an impact on London, Mavis did. And therefore, it was a great sadness that just a few weeks ago, I heard that she passed away from COVID-19. Now, uh, in her 80s, but still, uh, I have to confess, I shed a tear when I heard the news about Mavis. Uh, I've done that a few times over the last few weeks. I don't know if the family even know, but I kind of sneak upstairs and I go into our bedroom and just, you know, just the sorrow of loss. Mavis was quite a force of nature. She was a remarkable woman. Uh, she was a nurse, a midwife. She had managerial responsibility in the NHS. And more than that, she became a community leader for the Caribbean uh, community here in London. She represented them. She spoke up for them. She'd be regularly on the BBC or Radio 4 and rightly so received an MBE. And when we first came to King's, she was such a vocal support. I remember occasions her sitting in our front room as a young pastor really finding my way about issues of diversity and and speaking such words of encouragement, saying, ah, we must support the pastor, you know, that was so helpful, and uh, we will miss her. Uh, and um, Phil Varley, our senior associate pastor, is taking the funeral, but of course at the moment funerals are complex. I, I always thought that when Mavis went to be with the Lord, we'd have, we wouldn't be able to get everyone in the room. And um, I trust in maybe months ahead, we will have a Thanksgiving service to mark her life properly. But she's one that has gone to be with the Lord in this troubling season. Throughout history, the people of God have found comfort in the scriptures at times of difficulty. And uh, Psalm 23 is probably... Uh, the one that most have found most comfort from. So let's read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
of Psalm 23 really has two pictures. There's the very familiar one. The first part of the psalm is about the relationship between a shepherd and his flock. Uh, the second part is actually a picture of coming to sit down at a table. And even in that situation, when you're sitting down with a, at a table with your, your enemies, uh, it, the promise of God's comfort is there with you. Surely goodness and love will pursue me all the days of my life. Uh, now, I haven't got time to really develop the table theme. I'm going to focus in on the shepherd theme in the little time I have today. Um, and a shepherd in uh, New Testament times or in the times when David wrote this psalm would be a, a, a very familiar, uh, nearly daily sort of uh, thing to observe in the, in the Middle East. It's, it's not like that in the UK, is it? We don't, we don't see shepherds walking down sort of Catford High Street or in Lewisham. And we, we live an urban lifestyle. But for the original readers and those that would read the Psalms, it was a familiar picture, the picture of the shepherd looking after his flock. And here we're introduced as the Lord is the shepherd. Yahweh is the shepherd. And of course, this being a Psalm of David, David also be, as a part of his kingship, would know that he has responsibility to provide for, to protect to care and guide and direct the people of Israel, the people of God. So straight on, straight into the psalm, we have this picture of a shepherd who's caring for the sheep. For us, living in London, um, we're urban people, aren't we? We, we? We've grown up in the urban jungle. We're not used to seeing a shepherd with a flock. And therefore, it's more difficult. We have to work a little harder to get the depth of the meaning from the psalm, from the picture of a shepherd uh, looking after a flock. Um, I've seen this more often as I've travelled in Africa more recently. And many of us that come from an African background probably have got memories of, of travelling. And there you see a committed shepherd to a flock, staying with them day and night, providing for them, looking for the stray, guiding them across a road, leading them to water. This is the kind of picture we have here. Us with a, a kind of urban background, it, 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 it's not so easy to see immediately. Even our kind of UK sort of picture of a shepherd, which was, as I was growing up, there was a TV programme called One Man and His Dog. don't know if you ever saw that. I'm probably revealing my age. But it showed a shepherd with a whistle and it was a border collier running around trying to get four or five sheep in a pen. I used to, I used to love watching it. I don't know why, but it was just remarkable seeing this shepherd and the, and the dog working together to get all these sheep in a pen, there was a contest, it was probably on BBC Two or something like that. But even that illustration is far from the picture here that is described in Psalm 23. And of course for David, he uh, wrote this psalm with all his experience of being a shepherd boy. We're introduced to David when Samuel goes to Jesse's house to anoint the next king of Judah. And he says, you know, do you have another son? And they say, oh yeah, we do. He's, he's tending the sheep. And so 
this picture that David wrote in Psalm 23 is full of meaning, not only to describe God, but also really out of David's experience of being a shepherd boy. And a part of the role of a shepherd is to protect and to provide and to care for and to count and to seek one that's lost. Um, if you have to, fight off lions to protect the sheep. And of course, one of the jobs of a good shepherd is to take the sheep to good pasture where they can feed and to a place of a running stream or river where they can drink. And this is where the depth of the psalm starts to become clearest to us as God the Father, Yahweh, the Lord is your shepherd, wants to lead you to green pastures, to still waters, to a place where you can be refreshed and restore your soul. Um, when I picture this, I picture uh, uh, a kind of life experience which I'm really looking forward to once we can get the other side of, uh, the other side of this challenging season. And that's one of a kind of warm afternoon. I picture a warm afternoon, it's like a picnic and we've gone for a walk and we've ended maybe under a tree. It's nice and warm, not too hot, nice and warm, a bit of shade. And we're right next to a running stream or river. And you're there and there are no kids to worry about that might jump in the water or anything like that. You just, well, you lie down and you rest. And you can hear the water running in the background. Uh, and I can think in my, my memory of a couple of occasions where uh, I've done that. And it's just refreshing. That's what the psalmist is trying to say that if you come to the Lord, the, the shepherd, uh, the carer of, of, of the flock, the, the, the people of God, he will restore your soul. He will provide rest. He will provide food to nurture you and sustain you. It's actually a very intimate picture, the, the role of shepherd and sheep. The actual psalm, as you read it, it, it describes God, but also it's very personal. It's a very personal psalm. And for those of us who are believers, in times of trouble, this uh, can and should bring great comfort that there's a shepherd that knows his flock. And we, his people, know our shepherd. Uh, I read this, uh, this story recently and I thought it illustrated it well for us. On a cruise ship similar to the QE2, the passengers gathered round one evening to entertain themselves with what we would call today an open mic. A famous Shakespearean actor was aboard and the passengers prevailed on him to recite something for them. And although not a religious man, he recited Psalm 23. 
his pitch, pace and pause were perfect. And following the applause, a doddery old woman took to the platform and to everyone's surprise also started to recite Psalm 23. She stumbled over her words. Her pitch, pace and pause were appalling. And after a smattering of slightly embarrassed applause, a person quietly asked the renowned actor what he made of it. And he replied, I know the psalm, but she knows the shepherd. As we walk through these challenging days, let's lean into the shepherd that provides green pastures and still waters to restore our soul. The psalm then goes on to say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Uh, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Uh, each day on our television, we hear uh, another number, a number which tells us another 100, another 400, another 300 have, have passed away. It's like a, a daily occurrence. And uh, behind the number, there's a life, there's a person, there's a story, there's a family. And you're just kind of living in a, a, a period of history where you're hearing about death more often than maybe ever before. And it can kind of sink into you. And the psalmist says, even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil, for I am with you. He is with us. At King's we have... Oh, well, as I said earlier, we've had quite a few people that have lost loved ones. And so this isn't just a, a, a for us, it's not a, a theoretical thing. It's not an out there thing. It's for, for many of us, it's an in here thing. And it's appropriate to grieve and to feel the loss and the pain of loved ones no longer with us. As I said earlier. I've shed a tear more than once in these last few weeks as I've heard stories of friends of mine who've lost a parent uh, or then hear of a family that's lost not one but two or three people and you just, your heart goes out. And the shepherd, the, 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 the Lord himself, his heart goes out to you. And of course it's, it's more complex at the moment because the grieving process is... It's always difficult, but it, it, it's complicated by short goodbyes or goodbyes over FaceTime and then complications over funerals and where you would normally want to gather in your hundreds to mark the moment, you can only gather in a few. It's not normal and it's difficult. And this is where these words come with great comfort. The shepherd, Jesus himself, will walk alongside and come to you. And in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. In fact, we're going to pray together. We're going to do it in two ways on this occasion. First, I'm going to give an opportunity for those of you who are believers to know the comfort of God, to know that God is with you through this season, even if you're walking through 
the shadow of the value of death. If you've lost someone or you have someone that's really unwell at the moment and you're just torn in your heart, then I want to pray for you that you will know comfort from the Lord Jesus himself. And then uh, I'm giving you an opportunity for any of you here today that have never put your trust in Jesus. I want to introduce you to the Good Shepherd. I'm going to take you to John 10 in a moment. And uh, you see, there's, there's David, the shepherd boy. There's David, the king. There's Yahweh, the Lord is my shepherd. And then, of course, there's the Good Shepherd, Jesus himself. Before I take you there, what I'm going to invite you to do is to join with me in singing a great hymn. It's called In Christ Alone. Let's sing with faith. Let's declare it like David does, that when he's in a position of great difficulty, he declares his trust in God, that the great shepherd, the great I am, the, the great uh, good shepherd is with me, he's for me, and as I walk through step by step a difficult season in life, we can know the love of a caring, a faithful shepherd. Let's sing in Christ alone. That's such a great hymn, full of such truth, and it's great to declare it with faith. And as we close today, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to God. There's a real opportunity here and now where you're sitting to know the comfort of God or even to know God for the first time. And as we respond, I want to take you to John 10. Uh, John throughout uh, his gospel introduces us to Jesus and he uses what's known as the I am sayings. The I am is the name that is given to God and that it links with the, the name of God, Yahweh. I am who I am. And throughout John's gospel, John reveals Jesus as God through the I am sayings. And in John 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus, therefore, is the good shepherd. And for those of us who are Christians, I want these words from John 10 to resonate with you. And it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And in a moment, I'm going to pray for us that we would be known by God. But also I want to take the words of John 10 where it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And I want to let you know, if you don't know Jesus, he's laid his life down for you so that you can know him personally, be safe from your sin and ultimately be not concerned about things of this world or even ultimately even death but to know his love and uh, his acceptance given freely through his death on the cross. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray for any here that are walking through the valley of the shadow of death or just experiencing loss uh, or bereavement. And I pray that they would know the closeness of a shepherd a loving father, a good shepherd. And Jesus, won't you minister and bring restoration and refreshment and healing to us, 
your flock, your people, I ask in Jesus' name. And I also pray for any here that don't know you. Maybe you're doing the Alpha course. Maybe you're thinking of doing the Alpha course. But if you don't know Jesus, you can know him now. All you have to do is to turn to this good shepherd who laid down his life for you. Turn from your own ways and put your trust in him. You can do that right now by actually just indicating by uh, using the icon that says, you know, I commit my life to Jesus. I, I give my life to this good shepherd that laid down his life for me. Or maybe you can just request prayer. If you'd like support because you're going through a difficult season, you're feeling lost, or whether you want to put your trust in Jesus, either would indicate a response on your behalf. And Lord, that's what I'm praying. Wherever people are on their journey, whether they know you well, that they know your comfort, uh, or if they're just coming into a new relationship with you, they would know you enter in their life by the power of the Holy Spirit. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.